Hello and welcome to Humans Exhaust Me, a show caused by our current world and everything within it. I'm Biz Paul here in the UK. I'm joined by someone who's still in the basement. Uh, she's protecting herself from the crazy that's going on in what is at least still the United States of America. Yeah, happy 2020 2.0 again. <laughs> <laughs> Oh my word! Oh my word! I, like every week now, just just gets weirder. It, I mean, we've only been like a week into the new year. <laughs> it's like I don't even know where you can go from here. I'm pretty sure I know where, but geez, <laughs> we are just going nuts here in the United States. I saw something on Twitter last week uh, that was, "We've had our seven day trial." of 2021 <laughs> and we're not subscribing i don't think anybody should subscribe <laughs> like no more free trial no. it has been a very interesting few days i don't even know what to say other than <laughs> it's a, a a a whole bunch of crazy going on just a whole bunch of crazy yeah yeah uh let's get into that in a moment let's let's look at um what's going on in our respective Twitter spheres, what's going on over there right oh, now? Oh, you don't want to know what's going on in my. <laughs> <laughs> you really don't because, okay, so what's going on? I'm looking right now. So it's all politics. It is all politics. And there's a young lady named Lori Harvey. She is Steve Harvey's daughter. He is a comedian, host of The Family Feud. And she is living her best life. I guess over the last year, she is has dated all the guys with all the money. Um, oh. Beautiful young lady. And so now it seems that there is, you know, the double standard going on. Like young girls or young women shouldn't go around dating multiple guys because it hurts their reputation. And some women are like, you know what? This is what you're supposed to do before you settle down and marry somebody you don't like. Right, so, yeah. I mean, she's living her best life. Beautiful girl. Go for it. She's 24. And I think she's dated. She's dated P. Diddy, P. Diddy, uh, Sean Combs' son. And she dated him. Oh, what? I mean, yeah. The father and the son? Yeah. She's she's doing her thing. Separately or together? <laughs> Separately. Okay. Because <laughs> apparently now, that is a thing. Well, well, yeah. And I guess she dated Lewis Hamilton. So she went over to oh. the UK. And now she is with Michael B. Jordan from um, Black Panther fame and the the Rocky series or Creed. Okay. Now I'm, I'm a little jealous and, over that one. But and, okay. And, are these guys not wary of her? Why should they be wary? She looks good. Oh, well, yeah, that's her, true. Well, well, okay. Okay. I, I'm always... Uh, <sighs> It's not the money grabbing thing, but I'm always a little bit suspicious at like these people, not not just women, by the way, but like men or women who go after like multiple celebrities when they're not famous in their own right. It just I don't know. It just seems weird. I don't know. Well, you got to remember her circle. Her parents are around these people. So these okay. are that's her circle of, I don't know, influence. And she does make her own money. So she's a model. And I mean, she's not coming from a broke family, but right, you know, I mean, I get you know, the guys are lining yeah. up so they can have a great picture with this beautiful young lady. Fair enough, maybe she's the one and they're sponging off her and her uh, fame. I, I'm not familiar with her, so I can't really comment on uh, whether she's a who or whether she's someone that is. 
it's safe to say if she appeared in your life, you would probably not worry about other things that she's been doing. Right. Okay. (laughs) Fair enough. Fair enough. (laughs) And it's interesting that you're getting that in your timeline. What I'm seeing is State Department. And apparently the U.S. Department of State, hang on, is that right? Department of State, is that what you call it? Yeah. State Department, whatever. Uh, The website says that Donald Trump's presidency ended at 7.49 p.m. Oh. So whether it's been hacked or whether they've preempted something or what, I, I, don't, I don't really know. I, obviously, stuff's going on in, in Congress at the moment about impeachment and all the rest of it. But yeah, weird. Um, so that's, that's what I'm seeing there. But then I'm, I'm also just like literally just popped in is Louis Tomlinson. Okay, who's that? He is one fifth of One Direction. Okay, I don't know um, One Direction very well, other than the right. guy with the great hair, Harry Styles. Yeah, mm. that's about it. And that uh, Malik, Zayn Malik. Yeah, that's the only yeah. other one I've ever heard of. I've what about Niall of. Horan? N- I, n- no. Liam Payne. I've heard the name, maybe. Yeah. To to be to be fair. I'm not. I'm not really bothered about Liam Payne uh, or Zane, to be honest, or or Louis. Harry Styles for the clothes, uh, <laughs> and uh, Niall Horan's pretty good for the music. He's actually quite good. So, yeah, I'm pretty sure they were they were good. That was one boy band that literally went over my head. And I know we have an upcoming show where we're going to talk about K-pop. So I literally went from. 80s 90s boy bands straight to korea to current (laughs) (laughs) k-pop skipped over a few things (laughs) Uh, i'm looking forward to this conversation forthcoming on k-pop yeah i'm expecting a lot of education oh it's gonna be fun it is gonna be fun but you know we have so much going on right now so is there anything else going on in your twitter feed well uh not in the twitter feed i I will say this i am a little bit cross why are you cross because every week I come on here and I'm able to relay the latest updates on coronavirus and the restrictions that we're under, the ever-changing world that, that we live in. I mean, it's, a, it's almost like a fun game <laughs> to express the weird things that someone's come up with as a, a way to, to control the virus. And there was a big uh, press conference at five here, it's about three hours ago, okay. uh, where all day... Everyone's been saying, oh, they're going to get tighter. We're not going to be able to leave the house for a week. And uh, you can't you can't meet up with anybody now, not even for exercise. And there's going to be a curfew. And you've got to paint your face yellow um, <laughs> if you want to buy chips. So, like, just stuff's been talked about all day. Get to five o'clock. All that happens is the health secretary comes out and goes, yeah, we're doing really well on the vaccine. Okay. Okay. Well, that's that's good, right? I'm very happy for you, but like, you know, are we are we staying in now forever, or 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 what? It's ridiculous. You know what's going to happen tomorrow? Tomorrow <laughs> they're going to give us some new restrictions, and I'm not going to be able to talk about it for a week. Well, because then you'll have new newer restrictions. So. Because yeah, to, yeah, yeah. Maybe I we don't should know. time the recording of the show differently. Maybe <laughs> we'll just fit it around the UK's uh, announcements. Maybe not. Might be well, waiting. Okay. There are attempted coups in the United States. Yeah. Let's talk about that, shall we? <laughs> yeah. You know what? We should have done this live. 
like a running commentary. Yeah, I think well, there are definitely options that we can that we can discuss because I feel we would be good on rolling news. Well, considering that we keep getting good fresh news, I, I think this would be amazing. And I didn't know anything was going on until you sent me a message last week. <laughs> I was actually working. I was like, you know what? I am going to be productive, like head down, do work. And next thing you know, I get a Paul uh, get a message from Paul. And it's like, what is going on? I'm like, okay, what's happening? And then I go to Twitter. I'm like, what the heck? What? And I'm watching yeah. this. I run upstairs to Dustin. I'm like, have are you seeing what's happening? It was. I mean, it. We don't turn the TV on to watch like real news during the daytime, but we had to turn the TV on to see what was going on. So he wasn't watching it. No, everybody was working. Oh. Yeah, I suppose madness though. I mean, when I saw it, so it happened. So it's sort of prime time over here. So so grateful to them for doing it at prime time. <laughs> yeah, it was um, seven o'clock, around seven or eight o'clock. Yeah, for you. So it, it was, was like two a.m., two p.m. or something Eastern, and. It it was just on the news. In fact, in fact, where I heard it from, I was wasting time in Clubhouse and there was this conversation going <laughs> on. Go. Yeah, it was this conversation going on about what was happening. So I thought, oh, I'll switch on the news and just see. And then I'm confronted with this horror show of the Capitol building, a building that I've been to and walked up the steps and all that kind of stuff as a tourist. I know. And uh there's all these people that it, it that i can only describe as being a bit like um when the berlin wall is about to come down and people are sort of like all like crushed up really like busily and i'm there thinking well what's going on here and where the hell are the police they were at the donut shop, I guess. I don't know <laughs> where they were. It was, I think it was 11 o'clock here because I'm I'm a couple of hours behind Eastern time. So about 11 o'clock, nothing's really going on midday unless <laughs> you're in government in the United States. But I have never, never in my life, I don't think, they, they said the last time anybody has ever gone in and attempted to destroy the capital were you know your fellow citizens the british uh -huh. <laughs> that was the last time and that was a long time ago and it now was. we have people who just walked right in with all of the flags um, <laughs> the flag the molotov cocktails pipe bombs and all other instruments of mass destruction and i've never seen anything like it before the police were nowhere to be seen, which was questionable. And of course, this is kicking off every last conspiracy theory you can think of at the moment. And I, I yeah, it absolutely wild, absolutely wild. Now, earlier in the day, I, I mean, I hadn't seen this live, but I saw it on the news, obviously, later. Obviously, Trump had uh whooped up the crowd for this like save america march and and all this mm -hmm. and off they trot um in adherence to their dear leader uh <laughs> to to the capitol building and i mean i think we just need to sort of let's let's put aside the the police issue for a second i'm sure we'll come come on to it but can we just talk about the fashion of these people <laughs> <laughs> like their uniform like what 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 they're wearing and like their their yeah like you say their their flags so the flags 
the flags are like a combination of uh, stars and stripes, like standard. Mm-hmm. the black and white stars and stripes with sometimes the blue line on it, whatever that is. That is the uh, blue lives matter flag. Okay. Is that the blue lives mean the police? Yes. Okay, good. Well, I'm glad that they were safely tucked up in, uh, in, in, in bed, maybe at that point. Well, they um, beat up quite a few of them, but you know. Yeah. Oh, okay. <laughs> That's <so> stupid. <laughs> um, and so, and then they had like Trump Pence 2020 flags as, as well. So, Obviously, flags are really important to these people. And they had a few other questionable flags, like the, oh, yeah, the I saw a, flag. Yes, yes, and I saw was, a KKK one as well. Yeah, there was a KKK flag, and for those who don't know, that is the Ku Klux Klan, and some Confederate flags from the Civil War. It was I. We saw shirts that said Camp Auschwitz. I didn't <laughs> see that. Oh, yeah. And um, amazingly enough, wow. none of these people wore masks and they are being identified. Somebody even wore their work badge. It's like, come <laughs> on. If you're about to storm the Capitol, don't wear your work badge. But what's happening with all of those people who were identified because they didn't like to wear masks, the FBI is doing a slow drop um, pickup at their houses right about now. And oh, yeah. quite a few have found out that they are on the no-fly list. Yes, I saw this on Twitter today. It's hilarious. And um, and their lives are being kind of destroyed at the moment. Because um, one thing I will say is when the internet doesn't like you, it will expose <laughs> you. I mean, they are like, who is this? Oh, that's my neighbor. Um, yeah. People are with their moms. I mean, but these people were... I mean, they did some things I've never seen before. I mean, they had weapons, they had guns. Um, they had, I mean, con- uh, the house was in session because it was the day that they needed to certify the electoral college. And they had built up a, a, a noose and a guillotine out in the right outside of the Capitol. <laughs> you know, we we're like, so and no, nobody saw this? Like, because it wasn't like a little thing. It was a huge thing. They wanted to come for Pence because they felt that Pence wasn't supporting the president. And technically, he really couldn't do much. Everything is kind of ceremonial. Yeah. Uh, they, I mean, people were in there with those little police officer twist plastic ties because they think they were going to try to do um, kidnap somebody. They broke into offices, you know, broke windows at the Capitol. And I, yeah, it was just pure straight madness. Quite a few F-bombs um, were coming from the basement, um, if you may have heard them all the way over there. <laughs> right. Well, the, um, so, yeah. So, I mean, I didn't see the guillotine. I did yeah. see them erect a huge uh, crucifix. I didn't see the crucifix. But they didn't usually... set it on fire, though, so, you know. Well, that's, yeah, that's usually what the clan does. Mm. <laughs> yeah, um, usually when you have the crucifix that's burning, that's associated with the clan. Yeah. Yeah. But they, it was like one that they had to sort of raise, raise yeah. up with ropes and things things like that. Um, there's there's, there's a, a couple of things that I wanted to ask you. So um, just back on the flags issue. Okay. Like... <laughs> To, to me, you know, they're, they're, you know, they're flags and I understand some of the symbolism, but can you, can you explain for our dear listeners what, what it means to see somebody with a Confederate flag walking freely in that building? 
<laughs> well, this goes back to the Civil War here in the United States. And the Confederate flag was actually not the flag of the Confederates. So the United States, the North and South separated, and they created their own country throughout the Civil War. And the Confederate flag was just, just one of the battle flags. But somehow over time, it was adopted by Southern people who were very sympathetic to the Ku Klux Klan and very upset that they lost. And this flag was always used, um, you know, um, when they were singing songs like Heart of Dixie or you would go to public hangings, uh, burning of people's houses, um, usually black people. Um, and that's where you would start seeing this Confederate flag. So it just became a symbol of those who were still uh, sympathetic and they call it the Southern cause. And over time, these people have adopted their own ideology of what happened during the Civil War, and they've built a whole history um, out of it. So when you see some of those older reports back from last summer, where they were taking down Confederate statues, this is part of, you know, their version of the history of trying to honor these great people who wanted to keep this country better. And one of the issues that they were, biggest issues they were fighting over is um, whether or not to own slaves here in the United States. And so when you see the Confederate flag, somebody like me who grew up in Alabama, usually the Confederate flag is assigned to just like, you know, I'm just going to stay out of your neighborhood, out of your house, not associate with you. So it was quite interesting that you see um, the Trump flag, or his little campaign flags, right along with confederate flags which has been a thing for quite a few years now yeah i mean there's no uh, there shouldn't be any doubt in anyone's mind as to where we are in in that situation should there i mean he's a fascist you've got 70 million people who have a whole different viewpoint yeah well i i honestly don't think that all of those 75 million people understand what fascism is Um, no it has letters in it yeah. <laughs> yeah. And I know it's easy for me to say that being several thousand miles away and I wasn't in the, the Second World War. So, um, you know, I can't comment on on the impact of that here on on this country. But I think we know what fascism looks like and it looks orange. <laughs> That's what crazy looks like. <laughs> yeah. 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 Um, well, the other thing that wasn't lost on me was the fact that all of the uh, congressmen and women, the senators, uh, you know, it was it was interrupted and they were cowering for fear of their life. Yes. Um, because of a potential uh, gunmen or men and women or, you know, people with guns in their building. Mm-hmm. And it sort of struck me that these are people that have refused several times to legislate against gun control for... Um, things like <laughs> schools, and and I wonder how they feel now. You you know what? That is the most interesting thing about a lot of Americans. You don't put two and two together, <laughs> and a lot of people are like, you know what? There are little kids, and I did not know this because I don't have children. But even down into the preschool level, they do um they do shooting drills. Yeah, and quite a few kids are very traumatized by these shooting drills, and. And somebody was was saying, hey, um, I'm surprised Congress doesn't have um, a shooting drill to follow. Tons of uh, kids in America do. But yeah. I don't know if they see these two things as being put together, needing gun control and 
and being, you know, and being at work and having to hide under desk and in offices. So I, wow. I, I don't know. I mean, a lot of people are on one side, you have people who are saying that what we saw on television didn't happen, that this was all an Antifa thing. <laughs> oh the my gaslighting, God. The gaslighting is, is times 10. It is amazing. But what are they saying? Are they, they saying just, that it, that it they was like, got a bigger picture? Like one of the police officers was actually beaten to death with um, a group of people started beating him, even with a U.S. flag. And people are saying that didn't happen. It's not what you think it is. These are Antifa people because Antifa people wear different clothes. And there's a bigger picture going on. And this was all just a peaceful protest with just a few bad apples. Right. And, and it's just like, well, you just gave the rest of the world a br blueprint on how you take over the Capitol building in the United States. Yeah. It, I, I mean, this is not the last we hear of the, these these people, though, is it? Even if for some reason uh, Trump goes away into a little hole in Florida or whatever, this is this is not the last that we hear of these. Well, um, <laughs> no, considering that they actually knew this was coming, and for whatever reason, Capitol Police didn't do anything or didn't prepare. And this is what's boggling a lot of people. A lot of people are comparing this to when they did the Black Lives Matter protests and how they literally went into full military SWAT gear. Yeah. But whenever certain people, like even Bill Nye, the science guy, they are always on alert. You know, if you've ever visit, visited the Capitol, I mean, you take three steps and somebody's yelling at you or trying to pull <laughs> a gun on you. And so people are very surprised or yeah. not surprised or theories that a lot of police officers are very much involved because they're very sympathetic to Donald Trump, that this is kind of what you're getting. And of course, um, now that he has been kicked off of Twitter, Facebook, Google, the internet, all these other things, and all of his little people, the places they like to go, um, they are definitely um, getting in gear because the inauguration is coming up on the 20th. And we have not seen the last of these people because even though that happened in the U.S. Capitol, there were smaller things happening at each capital in each state. Oh, uh, was it really? Yeah. So not violent, but there were people who were showing up to the different state buildings trying to protest or do whatever they do. But, in the little uh, countries. It, yes, in the little mini countries of the United yeah. States. and. <laughs> It is safe to say that we have not seen the the last of these people. And a lot of people who have studied these um, domestic terrorist groups, you know, in other countries, they're thinking that we've gotten to the point now where we have our own little domestic terrorist group and we might see the rise of, you know, like things that you all had to deal with, with the um, NRA and, and stuff like that. Just people who have a whole different viewpoint on stuff. Because right before that, I don't know if it, it made news, but it kind of went quickly away. There was a, a bombing in Nashville um, yeah. a couple of weeks ago. Somebody yeah. just put a camper van out in front of a building and literally blew off an entire block um, on Christmas Day. And do we know anything about that person like what his uh, political leanings were i from what i can tell they were really quiet but he was not happy with what was going on in the country so i don't know if we want to put two and two together on that one mm. <laughs> interesting i mean i have to say i 
uh, I'm not uh, an expert on on domestic terrorism, but I do. The the term terrorism meant something very different when I was growing up, um, because we had uh, Republican and loyalist uh, terrorism from from Ireland, and and uh, you know you would get bomb scares, and occasionally places would be would be blown up and things like like that. I think we've talked about it before actually, but um, you can you can kind of see how this group of people feel so disaffected and now they feel like they've had an election stolen which is not true but that's what they now believe yes um and and i was reading that the uh woman that got shot in the neck that you saw get shot in the neck on social media because you know it was posted on social media Mm -hmm. um that she was she was like all in all in both feet on conspiracy theories just just everything and you just yeah. think how does someone how does someone get to that point and the reality is is that they've been radicalized and we often talk about people being radicalized in the sense of um islamic terrorism you know they've been to the to the mosque and um they haven't had a great life and uh the um the sort of radical mullah has kind of had a word with them and 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 brought them into a group and made them feel part of something i mean here here um like uh there are anti-radicalist no what's the phrase i can't remember what the phrase is um governmental programs where in education if a if a teacher suspects that someone might be radicalized then then they have to go through this program called prevent um and to sort of de-radicalize them because uh, you know it has been a, a big issue here and continues to be a big issue, but it's way down the news agenda. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's 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 that thing. I've done training on it, and it's it's the thing about they bring you into a group and make you feel part of something, and you can sort of see that with people who want to vote a different way. It's been denied their victory. They feel disaffected, and people always forget to look at like the economics of these things, but. You know, suddenly they've found their people. Just yeah. so happens that their people are crazy, gun-toting individuals, um, and they found their people, and they're all in, and 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 they won't see past it. So I think you guys are gonna have to be really careful. I, I really, I really do think we're gonna have to be careful. I have a a dear friend, and we're not. I won't be her friend anymore. But we used to go to happy hour like pretty much every other week here um, in my town. And she has definitely gotten more radicalized. I mean, I guess that is a very good word to use because she's never she's always been very mild mannered. But I do remember a time where, you know, she was having some issues with her husband. They weren't, you know, they've been married forever, but, you know, trying to figure it out. And I guess he was getting depressed. And so he just started watching Fox News a lot. And he got caught in that rabbit hole. And I remember she told me, I was like, ooh, that's very dangerous. I said, you should probably watch out for that. But I guess in an effort to build up your family, maybe she got involved in it too. And she was very much cheering on the people that were going to D.C. She wished she could have been there. And she is on the side that what we saw wasn't happening. And um, she believes this is good versus evil god coming back to reckon here it, it is it is is unfortunate that people have gotten that way and we we have a lot of people are saying oh we should see both sides i'm just like no i'm done <laughs> no um i don't need that kind of toxic you know toxic stuff in my life but 
one of the things that I, I did put, um, I did put this on the internet for, um, in my Facebook post, for those of you who don't really know much about um, the Civil War here. And what was so interesting is that after the Civil War, President Lincoln, he was very much against brother against brother. He wanted the United States to be whole because he knew that as a nation, that was the only way we will be able to compete and, you know, stand on our solid two feet. And after the Civil War, he pardoned so many people for treason, conspiracy, rebellion, and eventually Congress stopped him because they were like, hey, dude, you're being like way too lenient. And then when President Johnson came right after Lincoln was assassinated, he just gave a blanket um, amnesty to anyone who was a Confederate because technically they lost their citizenship. They weren't citizens of the United States. So full pardon for everyone. And it was kind of like, okay, just promise you won't do it again. Just go back down south. We'll just make fun of y'all because y'all are just some crazy Southern folks. And <laughs> we'll just leave you alone. And one of the things I've always said is that the problem with a lot of the things we have in the United States has started with, I mean, it started before, but it really was the drawing line with the Civil War. And that was that time that people just said, you know what, just don't do it again. But now all of that anger was turned on other people like young, you know black people in the south with years of you know segregation and uh, civil rights being just trampled on and one of my fears is will we ever learn from our own history are we actually going to do something about these people who thought it was cool to go and just storm the capitol or are we going to try to forget and move on and realize that it you're just going to make things even worse it sort of depends on what happens next, I think. I mean, we've obviously got the inauguration coming up next next week. I mean, I don't know what um, they're going to do in terms of changing security with that. But to me, it feels very risky to do that inauguration in the open air like you always do it. I've never, yeah. you know, it's 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 a nice show, and it keeps people in work erecting that that stage um, in front of the building. But to me, that is a crazy person's dream. You've got the guy, because he's quite tall, isn't he, Biden? Guy has got, you know, shiny white hair. So that's a good target. You can focus on that. <laughs> Click, boom. Yeah, for me, it seems too too risky. I don't know what they're going to do about that. But I don't know either. I know there probably won't be a parade, definitely. So who knows what they're going to do? Yeah. But the other, the other thing is, I, I think... People, you're right. People don't learn from the mistakes. But let, let's let's assume that this is a one-off and it happened, and the anger came, and they all got arrested, and this, that, and the other. And then Biden came along, and Trump's either impeached, um, dethroned, I... or whatever. And he maybe he just maybe he does just kind of fade. No, away. He's a narcissist. He's not going anywhere. And I I just can't see this as a one-off because. You have told us for so many years or since 1776 how um, how we need to honor this nation and the want or and like the biggest symbols we have are the White House, the Capitol. And you have people who, for the most part, you know, they, you know, an act of treason. And you can't tell me if we don't do anything um, that it would it will embolden people to go do other things. And I don't know what you do to them, but you, I think you need to do something because if we look at 
what has happened in the United States, if we go all the way back to Columbine, which yesterday was the history of Columbine, that was one of the big first line of uh, mass school shootings that happened here yeah. in the United States. And that was actually here in Colorado. If you go and look at all of the little homegrown terrorists from the OKC bomber to uh, all of these other people that did things after that, they were all inspired by some event like that. They were inspired by what happened in Waco where yeah. they shot up the the church mm-hmm, and they mm-hmm. were just, and they saw that and they got radicalized. And I think you need to do something because if they get a pat on the back, I I, I don't think we're going to learn our lesson from yeah. the war. And, and, and there's, vo- there's volume, I suppose, which is the difference here. There's volume. Like I said, there's 75 million. And even if even if half of them don't actually believe in in the, you know this extreme nature, that's mm-hmm. that's still a lot of lot of people. Yeah. And yeah, I suppose it's more likely that Trump will fly down uh, south to to his Mar-a-Lago estate. Um, because he's not going to the inauguration, he's ditched Pence now. We know that. Um, oh, yeah. And uh, but <laughs> some way or another, he will find a way to communicate with his uh, fans, I mean, his supporters. President of the United States. So a lot of people are concerned about him not being able to communicate over Twitter. He's still the president. He can call a press conference whenever he has his own press corps. Um, yeah. But from what we understand now, he is going to make a statement down in Alamo, Texas, at the wall, at his wall. What's, so, what's that? The, oh, the Mexico wall. Yeah. He, yeah, he's. What for? Who, I, I mean, it's going to be symbolic because he's going to the wall to. But he didn't build it. It, it doesn't matter. This is what <laughs> he has stood on to talk about how um, America is being invaded by these people coming from other countries and destroying us. So Insane. I, it's, it's concerning. And this is the sad part. This is the president of the United States who is doing this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He is doing this. Oh, wow. <laughs> I mean, from the, from the outside in, I've got to tell you that the world is looking at it with just jaws on the floor kind of mouths open because the the united states is the model that the rest of the world until recent times the rest of the world has always looked up to strong capable powerful organized free all of these things and it's it's just falling apart i mean i hope not not literally but these these values are not being demonstrated and i think it confuses a lot of people outside of the us as to well how how does this happen and and what does it mean and what does it mean for them for you and what does it mean what does it mean for us does it mean (laughs) that putin was right or does it mean that you know russia is now the only strong company does it you know company country china should we have backed china you know all these things everyone's kind of like looking and going okay well where does where does this end and i think uh whatever happens next it's got to be fairly solid because countries like russia and china and north korea you know they're looking for opportunities even i mean iran uh turkey even turkey was like hmm you know, this is what happens in Western democracies. 
<laughs> Let's go back old school. Mm. I, I think it's, it is fascinating. It's always the grass is greener on the other side when you're looking. And, you know, Lincoln said, you know, a, a house divided, I'm paraphrasing, but a, ha a house divided will always fall. And for the most part, if you were ever to pay attention to the history of the United States since 1865, we've never been completely on the same page. Now, we have um, a majority of the population here are white, Caucasian, whatever you want to call them. Uh, and then we have a minority group. And that minority group has always never really been completely ingrained in what is American culture. It's different versions mm -hmm. of it. So you're always here, but you had a little asterisk by your name when, when certain things happen, especially when you look at civil rights. Yeah. But now I think because of coronavirus and because of coronavirus and the people who just want to be successful, we have seen that the foundation has always been shaky. And now the majority of the people who live in this country are seeing it. And it's like, whoa, you know, you know, like we saw this on TV with yeah. other people. We didn't think it would be us, that type of thing. And so now yeah. it's starting to see it. And um, the more we are divided, which I definitely think we are. I don't know how you and we talked about this. How do you unsee the ugly from all of this? Yeah, yeah, it yeah. is hard. And I suppose I was going to say to you, you know, get a little pencil and just draw for me the new border, like which part becomes Gilead and which part becomes like <laughs> West Coastia. And but then I'm thinking, well, actually, it's so everywhere, isn't it? And that's it, and that's the problem. It is everywhere. And that and that is the problem. It is literally everywhere. So this isn't just Southern folks who are mad or people in the Midwest. It is CEOs of companies lawyers, attorneys, doctors, which is all very concerning, that were in D.C. Church people, pastors, you know, folks that you think are everyday good Americans, they were there. And basically at this point, I'm just Googling everybody before I do business with them. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> good, good, good idea. How quickly can you get to Canada? It's too cold. I don't want to go there. <laughs> well, I'm just thinking if you need to claim asylum. How about Costa Rica? Uh, Costa Rica. We can get to Costa Rica in about an hour and a half. By okay. Okay. So I, I think that's where you claim asylum. You know, if yeah. your life is in danger. Yeah. I'm going to go to Costa Rica. People are a little bit more calm because Canada has their own little growing um, people up in the cold weather. I think it's the cold weather. <laughs> yeah. Do you a think? Little, do yeah. you think? Well, and you don't want to go to Quebec anyway because they they want to they want to leave have been for for ages. I would recommend coming over here, but a you might catch the British virus and die. We have our own virus now, the U.S. virus. Oh, do you? Yeah, oh, this is news. Virus. I know. Well, well, we had other things going on, so we couldn't talk oh. about it. But we oh, do have congratulations. Our own strain of the virus is amazing. Oh, that's it's such good news. Good. This is now you see this is where the world really does fall apart because um <laughs> the the there's no such thing obviously as a global society now we're all going to have our own little areas their own little virus and yes. our virus is better than your virus ours kills better than your kills and all this <laughs> yeah oh goodness well yeah. i don't know we'll try not to catch your virus i'll try not to catch mine i'm staying inside yeah forever. well me too and 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 maybe next week um oh when does when is the inauguration 
the inauguration's on the 20th, so what Oh, okay. So we can talk about K-pop next time, and then okay. we can talk about the inauguration and what happened there. You know, yes, we can talk about the inauguration. <laughs> if it's good, then we'll have to do an emergency show. Yes. Oh, should we do that? <laughs> and that is going to be next Wednesday. But otherwise, unless anything happens between now and an hour from now, we'll talk about K-pop next week. Okay. <laughs> Everyone who's listening, I need people to tweet me and give me some things to, to know about K-pop. Okay. Oh, K-pop history 101. Great stuff. All right, until next time, uh, I'll see you next time, Felicia. I'll see you next time, Paul. Part of the Like Mind Media Network.